This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and it is Bravo Friday, but it is also New Year's Eve, which is kind of crazy because I I truly feel like this year has been a whirlwind. There were some definite lows this year, but there was also so many highs personally for myself that it like overshadows all the lows. It's actually been like a really, really amazing, like not to sound weird, but like transformative year. And I'm not one for really like looking back and reminiscing, but I can definitely appreciate the good times because it's like, I don't even think about the bad times of what's taking place this year. Cause I find it funny now, of course, like when certain things have happened to me, I did not find it funny in the moment, but now it's like, oh God, what a fucking time. What a moment. And I want to do something a little different this week. We haven't really gotten any new Bravo shows out. I mean, Vanderpump Rules did come out, but like, I think four people are watching that show. Um, It's very dark and depressing. It's not even, you know what? Scratch that. It's not even dark. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. And it's, Sad the way the show has kind of taken a turn. Anyways, I want to do something different because I feel like everybody does lists at the end of the year. They do bad. They do, you know, the worst of 2021. They do the best of 2021. But I wanted to kind of go in order month by month and reminisce on what has gone down in the Bravo Cinematic Universe in 2021. Because a lot has happened. And I mean, people have been, people have been like posting things and not even just Bravo related, but just life related things that have happened like pop culture wise or in the news and things like that. And I'm like, that was this year. 
Like that happened this year. You're meaning to tell me that Army Hammer happened this year. Like that shit's crazy to me because it feels like it happened a decade ago, but it also feels like I just remember it like it happened yesterday. It's v- it's very, very weird. So I kind of wanted to go in order and just talk about everything month by month, kind of reflect, you know, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone with the reflecting. I'm working on it. And just to do like a little recap of my year, I started the year, um, actually, I will never forget, January 1st, Barb scratched me for the first time. <laughs> and I'm not talking once. Like, I mean, my wrist was bloody, okay? Bloody. And then I met a guy in January. We dated for several months. We broke up with a legal pad. It was the whole situation. <laughs> You know, then I got full time at the dip, which was amazing. And then everything like after that really has been incredible. The dip honestly has like completely changed my life. And I'm like forever grateful for everybody that I work with. I love everybody so much. I am so blessed. But, you know, I got to go to Brooklyn. I got to see my friends in North Carolina. I got a new apartment because my old one was a literal hellscape where, I mean, I had to call the cops multiple times. I had a cop knock on my window. It was like, it was just a nightmare, but it builds character. And then I got Ruby. Like it just, things have been going better than they were before. And it's just been really, really nice. And I get to do what I love every single day and I get to interact with everybody. And I'm, you know, it sounds really cliche and cheesy, but I just really am thankful. But anyways, okay, let's get into Bravo. So. Let's start in January. Now, I was looking through, I was, you know, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Soul and there's that guy who like looks through all the files, that was me preparing for this podcast. I was looking through the fucking archives and January of 2021 was honestly kind of like a slower month. Like it was just a steady month. I'm not going to say it was slow, but there wasn't like breaking news. It was just like a good month of television. I'll put it that way. Like Southern Charm was on with, you know, Austin versus uh, Madison. And there was stuff going on in the news, like Kim Kardashian filed for divorce. uh, You know what I mean? Like things like that were happening, but it not really Bravo centric. But I will say this was the month I was on Watch It Happens Live as a guest. And I'm just going to toot my own horn because I'm really proud of that. That was a really, really amazing moment for me. Watch It Happens Live was the show that got me through like a lot of really, really hard times. To be completely honest, like I would watch it every single night. It felt like it was a place where I got to see people who had the same interests as me on television. And like, it was cool to see someone like Andy Cohen, who's so well-versed in pop culture, turn it into a career. And I had just never seen someone like that before. Because he's not like a, he's not like when I used to watch E! News, where it was like a Juliana Rancic or something like that. Like he really was, he's an inspiration. And I know people have issues with Andrew Cohen, but I really don't. I think he's great. So I was really emotional that day. And then also, like, I remember when it got announced on Twitter that I was going on as a guest. I was on with Danny Pellegrino, Evan Ross Katz, and Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. She's incredible. She's so funny. She's so beautiful. I mean, everybody that was on is obviously iconic, but I was shook when they told me that I was going on. 
And it got announced on Twitter. And of course, like the flood of trolls like emerged. And it was one of the worst days ever because I was like, I remember I called Dave Quinn, like one of my good friends, also New York Times bestselling author of Not All Diamonds and Rose. And I was crying to him because I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't go on. Like, people hate me. <laughs> like, I was so upset. And he was like, Are you fucking okay? Like, you're going to go on. It's going to be fine. Like, everything will be okay. And in that moment, like I learned, I learned so much after the Watch What Happens Live drama because I mean, I was mortified. Like my trolls were tweeting at Andy Cohen, who obviously sees all of that. Like it was so embarrassing. It was so frustrating. And it just was awful. And it was like one of the worst days. But then also I got to go to Watch What Happens Live and it was fucking dope. And not everybody can say that. So even though I know I'll never be on again, uh, (laughs) I know I'll never be on again. I love, I love that experience. And then follow shortly after the week after this all went down, Kelly Dodd versus me (laughs) on on Twitter and Instagram and link like Kelly Dodd lost her goddamn mind. This was the Kelly Dodd versus me feud. It caused me to like go off the grid for several days because she was trying to dox me and ended up doxing another Samantha Bush who works for a company and she tweeted at the company. It was like a whole thing. It was so fucking insane. And it's really funny because I was going back through my archives of like my my Instagram stories. (laughs) And there's just several days on my Instagram story archives where it's just like blocked out. Like there's no days, just black blackness. And I was like, at first I was like, when I was looking at it, I go, what the hell happened here? And then I was like, oh my God. So it was in this moment, it was the month of January. I really, I don't want to use the word transformed, but I really stopped giving a fuck. Like I was like, if I can make it through the watch what happens live trolling event, and then Kelly Dodd getting all of her Trump supporting fucking followers in my personal DMs and my and Bravo historian one and on my Twitter, I was like, I can literally live through anything. And I give this advice to everyone starting an Instagram account or social media or being put out there on a public platform is everything on the internet. It's a day on the internet basically is like dog years. It's like seven years. I swear to God, like it, it blows over within a day. Like it's what you feel in the moment of like, if you're being trolled or whatever, it goes away. I promise. And if it doesn't, just keep blocking and blocking and blocking until your haters, like you aren't even, you're not even in the same like atmosphere, stratosphere as the people who are adjacent to the ones who hate you, if that makes sense. I don't know if that made sense. It made sense to me. So I'm just going to roll with it. Like the people that don't like me, I, I'm not even, I, I have their friends blocked. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life because I always say, you're not going to make me feel bad about myself on my own phone. That's just what's not going to happen. So yeah, you can go fuck yourselves. Anybody um, who wants to troll. Uh, anywho. And I mean, we've all done, I think, our little levels of trolling. I know, every, you know, who hasn't uh, to some extent, but like some people just get fucking nuts. And anyways. Let's get into February. So February was a month, a month, a month. The whole Bolo saga that took place on Real Houses of Atlanta took place in February. (laughs) And that is some of the best television because it's so hilarious and so insane. And it's something that only would ever happen on Housewives. But watching these women walk down to Candy's 
candy bursts is surprise for everybody at Cynthia's Bachelorette. And finding this hunk of a man in this like insane, I feel like I think it was Versace, some sort of look in a box, like licking his lips and sticking his tongue out, grinding. I was screaming because it's not only the visual, it's this, it's everyone's reaction to Bolo. That was so good. And then of course you got the drama, like who hooked up with Bolo. I know it's been very alleged that Tanya Sam was in the room and possibly hooked up with Bolo. And she denies this, I believe, but I think it happened because like, why would you just never come back to the show after that? Like, I feel like she was like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't show my face. And then um, we're going to take a sharp left. Patricia Atshaw uh, of Southern Charm. Her butler, Michael, had a spinal cord stroke. Uh, that was very sad. You know, he's still basically recovering. You know, he doesn't work for Patricia anymore. He's, um, I think, in like a rehab facility. Pat gives us updates on him on Instagram. And then to stay in the Southern Charm world, we got hit with the Madison LaCroix A-Rod scandal. I will remember this day. It's like clear as day. I remember where I was. I remember like everything. It was on the Southern Charm reunion. They basically, Austin and Craig, who I take issue with, obviously, as we all know, they outed the fact that Madison has had like FaceTime relations with a famous ML retired MLB player, which took the internet zero time to figure out who it was because they, everyone like ran to his Instagram and saw that he followed her and like a bunch of other models. And they were like, what? And then it came out and Madison was like, yeah, like she, God bless her. I fucking love that bitch. She came out and was like, yeah, I did. Uh, We FaceTimed. Like we did this, blah, blah, blah. And like, it was never physical or anything like that. And then, I mean, it was just, it was a wild, wild fucking time. Oh, it was so good because then it ultimately like leads us back to A-Rod and J-Lo breaking up because he, she obviously found out that he was cheating on her. I mean, I'm going to assume throughout their relationship. I'm just assuming that obviously that's not fact. But I'm going to assume that they, you know, he was being a little scoundrel. And then it led, to, obviously, to JLo and Ben getting together. So it's like, thank you, Madison. All roads lead back to Southern Charm. Honestly, it's incredible. Okay. For the month of March, we got Lala Kent gave birth to her daughter, Ocean. Scott and Tinsley break up, which... Thank fucking God. I had been waiting for this. I, you guys don't understand. I was notoriously more team Dorinda during the Roni stuff when it came to Tinsley and Dorinda, just because I take issue with Tinsley's behavior. And I know people are like, well, Dorinda was horrible. Yes, she was. But I think there was so much not being said about Scott and Tinsley. And like Dorinda was just like, I don't understand like why we're even like, doing this right now. Like if you go back and re I say this all the fucking time. If you go back and rewatch the early seasons of Roni, not early, actually, it was like when Tinsley came on the scene and then when she met Scott and you watch their relationship play out 
uh, through seasons 9, 10, and 11, especially 11, you see everyone kind of questioning their relationship. You see Tinsley saying like, crying because she's like, I can't call Scott and do like a dare because Bethany had dared her to like sext Scott or something. And she's like, she went onto the balcony smoking a cigarette and said he would kill me if I did that. Now, read between the lines. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm just saying there was something not right about their relationship. And everybody was like, what are you? And I personally, I've said this, like, I'm going to repeat myself. I've said it again. Tinsley triggers me in a way, and I don't know what it is, but she deeply, deeply triggers me because I feel like she has all the potential to like be in control of her life. And she's yet not. And she would be like, I want a kid. And Bethany and Ramona were like, then have a fucking kid. Like if you're with someone for three years and you're in your forties and they know that you want to get married and have a child and they're not doing that for whatever reason, then you need to fucking dump them and get what you want out of your life. It's your fucking life. So when I saw that Scott and Tinsley broke up, people were like shocked. I'm like, you guys, they didn't have a steady relationship. They had broken up thousands of times before. She said on a reunion that when they're on breaks, he sees other people. Like he was a bad guy. God, I get so heated. I get so heated. Because I just like, I want better for Tinsley than I think Tinsley like wants for herself. That's how I feel. And I think a lot of people feel that way, actually. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm just, you know, being dumb. And of course, to wrap up the end of March, we got the Shah Rest. Now, there are a few moments in life where, like, you remember where you were. You, you know, like people always say, you knew where you were when John Lennon was shot. I know exactly where I was when Jennifer Shaw walked out of that courthouse with her box braids and her cheetah thigh-high boots and that fur coat. I remember getting the alert on my phone that Jen Shaw was arrested and I was shaking because I was like, they're fucking filming right now. The cameras are up. The cameras are fucking rolling. We're getting this footage. And God damn it, we got the footage, you guys. We got the footage. I'll talk about it later in this episode when I get to this month, but we got the footage. It was chef's kiss incredible. And I just remember it was like shocking, but also like if you go back and like look at who Jen Shaw is and the, her personality that she's portrayed on the show, you're like, okay, this definitely isn't shocking. <laughs> like this is not shocking. <sighs> it was such a good day. It, there's moments in the Bravo universe that really just bring everyone together. And that was that. You get what I mean? Like Jen Shaw being arrested was really a moment that got the, it got, you know, the Carols and the Bethany's together. It brought the Kyle's and the LVP's together. It brought, it brought, it brought everyone together. And I will never forget because here's the thing. She's arrested. This is not an Erica Jean situation where it's all alleged. There's allegations. There's this, there's that. Like Jen Shaw had to put up money for like a bond. Wow. I remember I was, I put on Twitter alerts for like local news reporters in Utah. So I could be up to date on the Jen Shaw arrest. And then of course there was eventually, you know, beginning of April, there was the hearing that I know Chris, our friend, Chris Lewis of Stuart Cummings was on. He joined the call. Like people are Bravo 
was joint Bravo fans were joining this Zoom call. Incredible. Incredible. I loved it. The camaraderie was just Oh, it was so good. It was moments like that where I was like, this is why I watch Bravo. This is this is why. Okay. Let's get into April. The Vanderpump babies are being born. As you guys know, I just said Lala Kent gave birth to Ocean in March. Brittany and Jax gave birth to Baby Cruz in April. Sheena Shea um, gave birth to Summer Moon Honey Davies in April. Uh, congrats, Mazel, to them. All Stars started filming, which was all of the obviously Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which uh, took place, I believe, in Turks and Caicos uh, with Kenya, Ramona, Teresa, Cynthia, Melissa, Kyle. Oh, my God. I almost forgot Kyle. And Luann. Okay. And then uh, Vanderpump Rules started filming without the OGs, which was like a really big deal because it's like, what are we really going to be watching? Because it's, again, the two women that are on the show just had a baby. So it's like, are they going to be bringing anything? We find out they didn't. Lala did try. Sheena did try. They were stepping their pussies up. Like I said, Vanderpump Rules this year is just a flop, a flop. And then we got news that Sutton Strack was going to be full-time on Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Like Bravo heard our prayers and they were like, fuck yeah, let's give her a diamond. Let's fucking go. She's showing up. She's ready to party. She's asking questions. She asked, because what's fun about going back in time and looking at this and seeing these news headlines, it's like Sutton is full-time. When you watch this past season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, you know why she was full-time. She was putting in the fucking work people the work she showed up asking questions getting the girls together without erica to talk about erica she was giving us confessionals shady confessionals like the woman earned that diamond and i am so fucking happy that she's back that she is on our screens she's going to be coming back this year at real housewives at beverly hills season 12 is it 12? Holy shit. That's crazy. Okay. Now we have May. Don't be tardy. Kim's Lossiak show is canceled after seven seasons. There was the Tiffany versus Cameron situation at the reunion that took place. I mean, all throughout the season of Dallas, that was really troubling. Obviously, Cameron was doing heavily, heavily microaggressions towards Tiffany. Didn't love that at all. And then we got the news that rocked our world. Now, there are times, like I said, where Jen Shaw's arrest brought everyone together. Portia Williams and Simon announced their engagement. Now, this did not bring the Bravo universe together. It did in the sense we were all talking about one thing, but the, it was split. People were saying Portia's allowed to do whatever the fuck she wants. People are saying Simon, you know, because there was this, there's this mystery around when Simon and Fallon split up or got divorced or separated or whatever. So there was like all this, it was very fuzzy, very cloudy, unclear. Then you get just like, who the fuck is Simon? Like, hasn't he been married a million times? Like, how, how when did they start dating? Like, there was just all of these questions. Like, it didn't unite everybody, but it did in the sense that we were like I like I was saying, we're talking about the same thing. And it really rocked our worlds. We were not ready. 
We were not ready for Portia and Simon. And then it was announced she was getting her own spinoff, which I have thoughts about because if this spinoff was supposed to make us think that Portia and Simon are destined and they're in love and it's written in the stars and that we're rooting for them, that's what's that's not taking place on this show. If anything, you're rooting for Dennis. Like, Dennis is coming off great. Dennis the hot dog king who we all hated because he looked like the little man from Hercules. I mean, yeah, that pot belly little piggy. He, I'm rooting for Dennis. I hope he finds someone who loves him and adores him and eats his hot dogs. And honestly, I find there's to be sexual chemistry between him and Laura and Portia's sister. I'm just going to say that. Portia's just really not coming off very likable. And I think people have this idea that Portia was this like changed woman in the past season of Atlanta because of her amazing work that she did for Black Lives Matter, which is great. But like, she really isn't coming off that way at all. Like she hasn't grown or it doesn't seem like she's grown because she's kind of back to her old ways with Cordell where she just kind of let this man like run her life. And, you know, she's very quick to like give that up for love. And it's like, Portia, baby, what are we doing right now? There's just something very off about it. And she was on a talk show recently. I think it was Tamron Hall where she was like talking about having a long engagement. And there's something about people that get engaged that immediately are like, oh, yeah, we're going to be engaged for a long time. No shade if that's what you did. But to me, with this situation specifically, there's such red flags, such red flags, because it also doesn't seem like she's over Dennis, if we're being honest. If we're being honest. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. All right. June. June, June, June. Housewife and the Hustler came out, which incredible television. Amazing work by ABC News and Hulu. It was so juicy. I've watched it at least five times, one of which with my mother, who is not a huge fan of Housewives, but she does dabble just because she likes to talk about it with me. It gives us something to talk about sometimes. And she was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. Like what they did and then seeing the victims like it was just fucking crazy. And then to have Daniel Staub give testimonies or interviews, I was like, what is this bitch doing here? Why? Why is Daniel stop here? And my mom even said, that's a tough lady. That's road hard, put away wet, if you know what I mean. Okay. Then we got the Telfar Real Hostas of Potomac collab, which was amazing. I loved seeing them collab. Did it? Had to laugh at Giselle's uh, boot that she wore. It was the boot that she wore when she like broke her foot or something. I'm. It's very fuzzy. I don't remember exactly what she did, but I mean, they could have put her in like something. I feel like or edited that out. I don't know. 
it's just like really funny to me because Giselle's always, she always, she swings and she misses. But the thing is, she doesn't think she misses. That's, that's the thing that I admire about Giselle the most is she really thinks she's, she's nailing it. She's never nailing it. That when she did that tent driveway shady party this season, I was like, what are we doing right now? Oh, what a nightmare. Um, it was rumored and finally announced that Heather Dubrow is coming back to Real Houses of Orange County, which uh, sent our heads spinning. Like we were so thrilled because it's like Orange County is our number. Is It was our, not our number one franchise. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. It was just like the first one. So I think Bravo maybe is like, OK, we got to get things going here. Like we gotta get gotta get these girls back on track because they were off track for quite some time. Which leads me to Kelly Dodd's firing. The witch is dead. Kelly Dodd was fired in June. Incredible moment, a victory for all of us. God bless. The woman has not shut the fuck up since. I hate that people even give her the time of day as I speak about her on this podcast, but I mean on social media, in the headlines, everything like that. Shut the fuck up about Kelly Dodd because she that's what she wants. When Kelly Dodd dressed up as a Native American and then her husband, Rick Leventhal, dressed up as Alec Baldwin on the set of Rust for Halloween, I was like, these people are fucking vile. OK, they're vile people that just want headlines. They want people to talk about them. And like I said, I know I'm talking about them now, but I'm doing it only in this case because I have to go year interview here. And then, of course, recently she did just tweet about Real Houses of Orange County and their ratings and tagged Andy Cohen, who came back at her pretty hard and was like, the reboot's going great, actually. Thank you for asking. <laughs> the ratings are amazing. I know that they don't reflect that, but you have to keep into consideration the DVR, people stream, et cetera, et cetera. So... Kelly Dodd can suck my ass. Seriously. Okay. July. July was kind of a slower month, I think, because everybody honestly was in Italy during during July. I feel like everyone and their mother was in Italy. It was kind of like a slow, slow summer then. But Naomi, Lindo, and Matul broke up. That was that was wild. And I'm proud of her for breaking it off. I'm glad that she got out of that. Good for her. I'm excited to see her single on this new season of Southern Charm. Then, of course, we got the Erica Jane Mascara episode. I know this might not seem like news, but it is news to me because I really loved that because Camille Grammer, of course, had to put her two cents in. And I always enjoy that when she throws shade at the Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's like, I saw Erica Jane swimming in a pool in the Bahamas and not a fucking drop like no mascara down her face, nothing. This bitch gets on camera to ca- talk to Kyle on two little wooden stumps and she's crying with mascara down her face, please. Please. August. We're at August now. We get the news that the Real Houses of Dallas is not returning, which I think everybody, it was like a sigh of relief because it was like, no, we're done. Like it, there was... It wasn't, it's not like a franchise like Orange County or New York that like, or Atlanta or even New Jersey, where it's like, those are like what built Real Housewives. Like that, those are the four pillars of which Bravo was built. Okay. So we have like loyalty to them. This is like 
okay, moving on. It had a good time for a short time. We're done. And I'm glad that Bravo made that decision because we didn't, we didn't need to see that. We then got the news that we're getting a new set of all-stars for the second season. I believe now, now we know it's going to be called uh, the X Housewives Club, which I think is actually like a really cute name because it, you know, features X Housewives where, of course, the first one did all like very, it was like more OGs. This one is Vicky Gumbelson, Dorinda Medley, Tamara Judge, Taylor Armstrong, Eva, Marcel, Jill Zarin, and Phaedra Parks. All-star cast, if you ask me. And they're all going to be in the fucking Berkshires. And I'm thrilled. Honestly, every episode of Beverly Hills this month of August was iconic. We got the Sutton sit-down where she had everybody come at, you know, to Dorit's house. They sat down on all of the furniture Dorit has. I think I counted once. And I think it was like 32 pieces of furniture in like one room. It was wild. Then we got Dorit versus Garcelle at the Rinna lipstick launch or whatever the fuck that was, where Dorit just made a complete ass of herself. And it was so fucking embarrassing. And she mocked Garcelle. And it just was like, girl, you think you're doing something in this moment and you're not doing anything. And that's what I loved about it is because I think in the moment Dorit really thought the fans are going to side with her and they didn't. (laughs) And it was just it was delicious. It was just a delectable little like. Loved it. You know, and then we got Kathy in the background, like checking her makeup. It was, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was just a really good episode. Garcelle like said, fuck you with that. It was so good. Then we get Tom Girardi auctioning off his office stuff, like desks, paintings. I know Ryan Bailey of So Good, So Bad with Ryan Bailey. It's a great podcast. Go check it out. He bought something from Girardi Keys. <laughs> LLC or whatever the fuck. But then that's when it came out that he was selling that red lingerie and it was not Erica's, as she'd said of the reunion. So that's a fucking doozy. Oh, and then September, obviously, sad news. Greg Leakes passed, Nene Leakes' husband. Very sad. He struggled for several years with cancer. So he passed. Very, very sad. You know, obviously, Nene is like my number one of all time. I'm glad to see her out and about, you know, moving, not moving on. But I guess moving on, like I want her to just like enjoy her life and be happy. And, you know, obviously, I think she still misses him. But, you know, I think when someone is sick like that for a long time, like it you mourn them maybe differently. Maybe grief is a little different because maybe you've processed so much of it already. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of talking out of my ass, to be honest. You know, whatever. What, What the fuck do I know? We get Tom's house is broken into quote, you know, the one where she sits Kyle down and she says, Tom's house is broken into. That quote, ah, amazing. Kyle Cook and Amanda Batula got married at her parents' backyard. And I have to say, I don't think this is discussed enough, but I didn't know Amanda was rich like that. Like, her family has, like, money. That house is glorious. I was, like, shook. When I saw the tent and everything, I was like, Wait, I thought that they were getting married in her parents' backyard. And then in some of the photos, you see the house. And I was like, oh, oh, my goodness. I was, I'd marry into that family too. Are you kidding? Of course, then we got the very, very controversial news that there was no Real Housewives of New York reunion being filmed. This was such, I, I still can't believe that we didn't get one. 
Because even if it was just one part, the fact that like there was a Real Housewives franchise like New York that didn't get a reunion, shocking. Absolutely fucking shocking. I I couldn't believe it. I personally, I don't know if this is true. I don't know what. I think they did it to protect Ramona so that people would watch Real Housewives Girls Trip. That is my take. It might not be true. I might be reading too much into it. I don't fucking know. But that that's my truth. And I'm sticking to that. In October, okay, this is when things kind of started to pick up, you guys. I, as we're in the tenth month of the year, and I've said a lot so far, but I just feel like <laughs> I'm like, this is when things start to pick up. We're in literally month ten. Um, okay, all right. Teresa Judice and Louis the Grifter are engaged. They get engaged in Greece, and I called that. I'm sorry when I said that he posted on his Instagram and said that he was taking her on a trip of a lifetime. I go, they're getting engaged. Mark my fucking words. And Dina Manzo was there with her husband, who I also get really bad vibes from. I got to be honest. I get bad vibes, from, bad vibes from Dina. I do. Dina Manzo gives me dark energy. I know she's all about like the princess of light or whatever the fuck she calls herself. Dark energy. Shout out to Dave Quinn. Not All Diamonds and Rosé comes out. Shocked the world. I mean, this was a book like everyone was talking about. This was a fucking moment. Revelations, juicy gossip. People were talking about Monique and Candace. People that hated Candace were now apologizing because they read, you know, the things producers were saying about the the whole fight incident and everything like that. Then, of course, people were like cheering on Tamara Judge because in the book, the producers are like, you know, She's the reason why Housewives is the way it is. She was the blueprint. She did create this like chaos, basically. Like she did this. Uh, Paige and Craig finally come out and say they're dating after literally months of saying that they're not dating and going to Amanda Petula's wedding. I don't think together because Paige was in the wedding, but I'm just saying they, you know, they looked cozy in those pics. But they finally came out and said that they were dating, which thank God. And really quick, I have to touch on this. I know that there's like tons of rumors and I think it's very, very confirmed that Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard are dating. I mean, this is all alleged, but I have to say at this point, if you're not going to come out and admit that you're dating, I don't care anymore. Like there's a point like where I'm just going to stop giving a fuck because it's so evident. Like they spent Christmas together. They were in some like hotel. Like we, we got it. Like you guys are clearly together. I wish that they would just come out and be like, yeah, we're dating and then we can all move on. But it's like this constant like speculation. It's like, okay, like I'm kind of over it now. I was deeply, deeply invested. Not so much anymore because it's pretty clear. The body language and all the pictures, like the whole thing. And I honestly, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still processing. I'll think about it. I don't know yet. It was announced that Marlo Hampton was a full-time peach holder, which is very, very exciting. You know, we all had manifested. We prayed to whoever you pray to. And our girl got a peach. And I'm so fucking happy. Uh, ooh, this was this was wild and timely. Megan King Edmonds and Cuff Owens Biden. Yes, he's a Biden. And Joe Biden and Dr. Joe Biden were in attendance of this wedding. Got married after only three weeks of knowing each other. I'll get to where they are now in a little bit. And then Randall and Lala Kent broke up after photos and videos of him in a hotel in Nashville surfaced with girls and it was just bad. And then, you know what? I just say Lala is that bitch that, yeah, it might seem like she talks a lot of talk where she's like, I would never let a man do this to me. I would never do this. I would never stand for that. She really didn't. She really didn't. She got the fuck out. She has a seven-month-old child, and she was like, I will not stand for a man treating me this way, period. And I respect that. I respect that. 
In November, Real Housewives of Dubai is announced. Obviously, Caroline Stanbury is going to be on it. Thank God that woman is made for television. I cannot wait. It's going to be so good. I think it's going to be on Bravo, actually, which is really exciting. I thought it was going to go straight to Peacock, like Miami, which we'll get to Miami. Incredible, incredible, amazing. Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip uh, premiered, which was such, it was like so, it was like a little appetizer. Like it was just a nice thing to watch, to have on. It wasn't too deep. It wasn't too dark. It was just, it was good. And then it came out that there was an investigation at some point into Ramona's racist behavior on the set of Real Hustles of New York City. So there was that. Also, that came out. That's wild, but also not shocking given what we witnessed, um, you know, this past season. Um, and then we got the iconic trip to Vail from start to finish on Real Hustles of Salt Lake City. I mean, literally the moment those women stepped foot on that Sprinter van to the time that Meredith was in the bathtub, I just chef's kiss, delicious. It was so good. I loved every second seeing the feds walk up to see it play out exactly how we all dreamt it would back on March 30th when we saw that Jen Shaw was arrested. I mean, it was truly amazing, amazing television. Then Lala Kent shows off her new tattoo. She had one called Rand. I believe it was in his handwriting. And now she changed it to Brand new, which I think is actually really great. I have to say, I've been really living for him dragging him left and right because he deserves it. In December, so this month, we get the news that Kathy Hilton is coming back to Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Thank you, baby Jesus. She is coming back to us. We weren't sure. We were not sure if our girl was coming back, but she is. And I'm so thankful. We got Real Houses of Miami on Peacock, which is some of the best television I've ever seen. They are giving us glamour, wealth. I mean, they make they make Heather Dubro look poor as fuck. Okay, let's be clear. Lenny Hochstein is so rich, it's sickening. Like, I mean, if you go look at his net worth, it's like $40 million. It's wild. Then we get some new housewives who I enjoy. Like, I think that there's a perfect blend of like, the Adrianas and the Alexias who have like so much going on and so much drama to offer. And it kind of balances out with like the Julias and then the Nicoles, like Dr. Nicole, who's an anesthesiologist who I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with her and her husband or not husband, excuse me, partner and uh, her child. I just love, 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 love. So if you have not got the Peacock subscription, please go get it. Just pay the $4.99. Honestly, it's like worth it. It came out that Dolores is dating a new man. I don't remember his name, but I do know he's Irish and he's hot. Raquel and James break up at the reunion. It was said that she gave him the ring back, which I mean, I don't love this season of Vanderpump Rules, but I will watch the fuck out of that reunion after what Lala said, like how she broke down. She was open and honest about everything. And she really has been. I know she's been on a lot of podcasts talking about her relationship with that goober, uh, the Mucinex animated guy. That's what he looks like. He looks like the Mucinex booger. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think we're really in for a treat. A treat. And then, you know, <sighs> Megan King Edmonds and Cuff Owens announced that they're divorcing. Now, there are several rumors going around. And one of them, I believe, one of them, I'm not so sure. But I'm not going to get into the one I don't believe because it's like, I just don't even want to like touch that. But it is said from like a source that 
he he didn't realize like how public she was about her life, like how she documents everything, how she's so active on social media. Because I mean, they did only know each other for three weeks before getting married. So I feel like that's just, you know, don't do that. Maybe take some time, especially like when you have three little kids. I just don't think that that's a smart choice. Like I'm all about following your heart and I get how like you can really fall in love with someone quickly. But like when you have three tiny little tots and they've already been through a divorce with you and your husband, their father, like I think maybe we should take a beat. And I know that that's what she's probably thinking too. Cause I don't think Megan's a bad person by any means. I, I just think it was impulsive. And I think it, I mean, it was a mistake uh, because he's a lawyer, I believe. And it said in the Daily Mail article that I read, you know, which is basically uh, trash, that he's like very, very low profile. Like he doesn't like being out there. He doesn't like doc- he doesn't he doesn't want all of that. He doesn't want all that attention. And it's like also, babe, like what were you doing? Like as much as Megan, like she probably shouldn't have married this guy. He probably shouldn't have married her either. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's like you're also entering the lives of three little kids, and like now you're just gonna like call it quits because you don't like that she posts on Instagram. Get fucked. Are you kidding? Seriously, men disgust me. <sighs> wow. 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 Uh, so that's that. I hope everybody has a safe, happy, healthy New Year's Eve. Don't get too crazy. Wear your masks, get boosted. Let's go people. You know, we got, we gotta, we gotta be, we gotta take it. We gotta take it slow. We gotta be safe out there. And you know, I just hope everyone has a great new year and we're going to have a great 2022. I feel it in my heart of hearts. It's going to be great. And that's probably jinxing it. Oh my God. Really quick, really quick. This one time I made a vision board in 2019. Every single thing on my vision board, it did the opposite. Every single one. Because it was a vision board for 2020. Let me tell you. Didn't get anything that was on that fucking, on that board. (laughs) Just saying. All right, you guys, it was great talking to everybody. I hope to see you around on Instagram. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And there's amazing ones brought to you by the Death or Slut Pig podcast, TV Watcher Pete, Pop Chaser, which obviously our friend of the pod, Allison hosts. And I will talk to you all later. Bye. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. 
Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.